Good morning. It is again great to be with you. Did you know Christmas is coming? That is our series during the month of December. I want you to recognize, though, that there's something that I need to say to you before we dive into the Word of God. I've had a few people uh, call outside the church, from inside the church, and ask questions. What do I do now? Because of everything that is going on uh, from COVID to political things. And the Lord gave me a little word for you, and I wrote it down. And I want to make sure that I absolutely tell you exactly what the Lord told me. For those who insist on living according to the word of God, to those that demand of themselves to walk in love and keep the commandments of God, and to those who will not tolerate anything but to have faith in God, for those people, everything is going to be all right. Be encouraged, church. For those that are listening and watching from outside Valley Community, be encouraged. Don't allow the words that have been spoken, that are not words of God, to allow you to dive into a depression that would say to you that there's no hope because there's great hope. That's what Christmas is all about. Here's another word of wisdom I want to say, and then we're going to really dive into the word, we're going to talk about entering into covenant thinking. If you live by faith, you don't have to change your lifestyle because of the times. You are already in faith living in kingdom realities. So let me talk to you about having covenant thinking and assigning it to what we celebrate on Christmas Day. The reality is that Christmas is the culmination of God's covenant with mankind and his promise or promises. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 8. And as you're turning there, I want to say a few things to you. The Bible says that God is a covenant-making, covenant keeping God. The word covenant occurs in the Old Testament 286 times and 33 times in the New Testament. But listen very closely as I say these things in a few moments. Everything God has ever done with a human race has been done in covenant. God will never interact with you in a positive way outside of covenant. Covenant means a permanent, solid relationship. It's how he relates to us. Covenants are about binding people together in relationship. Again, it's about people, how we relate at Valley, how we relate outside and we call and text one another. But I want to say to you, What we celebrate in Christmas and what we enjoy, the food and the gifts and everything, has a lot to do 
with having covenant thinking. Covenant binds us to God in a permanent, solid relationship. This covenant relationship has been made available through the birth and the death of Jesus the Christ. I had you turn to Hebrews chapter 8. Let's begin reading with verse 6. But now he has obtained, who is he? It's Jesus. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for the second. Look at this. Verse 8 says, because finding fault with them. Let me tell you what them is. Them is were the, were the many covenants that were made on the earth is that when man did this, there was fault with what they did. He, God was saying, none of these covenants satisfied him regarding the relationships. When you got married, a covenant was to be established. Let's read verse 8. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I discarded or, or disregarded them, says the Lord. The writer of Hebrews is writing to the Jews. But you know, it's for us too. And the reason why is they were in the old covenant thinking, and all the laws and sacrifices they were born into since the day of Moses. So that's what they thought. That's how they thought. That's how they, they saw things is through the Old Covenant. The book of Hebrews was written to help a Jewish person to make a transition from Old Covenant thinking into the New Covenant thinking. So let's talk about the basics of covenant that Jesus, who was born to relate to us, hmm, just think about that, Christmas. Jesus was born a man of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Every single blessing you receive from God comes from this covenant. So this is so important when you understand covenant then you understand God. People always ask, well, why does God do this? Covenant. Why did God do that? Covenant. Everything he does with you and me is through the relationship of covenant. So let's do this now, and let's, let's begin to understand the elements of covenant so we understand what we celebrate on Christmas Day. There are always three elements to a biblical covenant. And they are essential. If you take one out, you break covenant. If you take one of three out, you've broken covenant. 
So let's look at these elements. The first thing in a biblical covenant is a promise or promises. In Hebrews 8, 6, again, it says, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. It begins with someone making a promise. You made promises when you stated your vows in your marriage. The Bible tells us here that Jesus made us better promises, so the new covenant began with many promises. A covenant is an agreement between two parties. One person says, I will make you this promise if you keep your end of the deal. God said, I am willing to come into a relationship with you, and the relationship I want to have is based on these promises here I give you. Your life and mine, in whatever we face in life, is always based on God's promise or promises. The promises are based on what his word says in the Bible. So where do you find the promises? In his word. So the Bible is a covenant Bible, and the words in them, he cannot break, or he will not break these covenants. So believers, if you do your part, the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit has done their part. In Hebrews 6, verse 11, let me read you some scripture. I want you really to get this, and I've given you more scripture this week because I want you to be able to uh, basically memorize these in your heart and knowing how do you make decisions, how do you face problems, how do you face joys in your life. Everything you live by is in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's based on a covenant with promise. In verse 11 of Hebrews 6, it says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. There's that word hope. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. In this covenant, you must think promises. You must think covenant. You must think relationship. Verse 13, for when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. It's God that made the covenant saying, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. There's no dispute of God's promises. What he says will come to pass. Thus, God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, 
we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, our emotions, our mind, our will, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Notice that, behind the veil. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. See, there are very few things in this world that are certain. But church family, God's promises are certain. He will never break his promises. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 2, we begin. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Remember last week, knowing him. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. There it is again. That through these you may be partakers. Notice the word partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter tells us what? He has given us everything through promises. Did you know that there are over 700 promises in the Bible? Over 700. I know different people say different numbers, but I know there's over 700. Again, through his promises, you become a partaker of his divine nature, which means you know God. How do you handle stuff in this world? You know God, and you know his promises. You know that covenant, the relationship with him. You spend time with him. So enter the promises, promises land, not the promised land, the promises land, and believe and proclaim them for yourself. You need to speak them every day over you. Now let's look at the second element of covenant, blood sacrifice. You do not have a covenant unless there is a shedding of blood. The word covenant also means to cut. You don't make a covenant, you cut a covenant. And Matthew 26, verse 28 says this, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Turn back to Hebrews chapter 10. In verse 11 it says, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices. Speaking of Old Testament, Old Covenant, which had its purpose and which is still in line, which is still there, which can never take away sins. Let me read that again. Very important you hear this. And every priest stands ministering daily, Old Covenant, and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. The Old Testament sacrifices never took away sin or forgave sin. 
God found fault with all the Old Testament covenants. Let me just explain a little bit and then we'll move on. In the Old Testament, once a year, they brought the lamb and shed its blood on the mercy seat. Did you know if you look at the mercy seat and you look at the meaning of mercy seat, it means to cover. The mercy seat means to cover. Why were they covered? The answer is so God could relate to man. God could not look at sin. He could not look at sin, but they would go every year and shed the lamb, and it would cover the sin of mankind. It would cover the sin of Israel. And then from that point, then God could relate to man because God cannot relate with sin. He cannot relate with anything that is opposite of his character and who he is. And that is the old covenant that he covered the sin. But in the new covenant, when Jesus died on the cross, what happened? We're celebrating Christmas this month. The answer is, The veil in the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom, and the Spirit of God came out from behind the veil and lives in you and me. When Jesus was born, he entered into this world so that he may die, so that our sins could be forgiven and our sins could be removed. Look at verse 12 of Hebrews 10. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Hello, that's you and me. Jesus' blood totally erased sin. One sacrifice, shedding of his blood, established this new covenant. It is so perfect, the Bible says, Sin is removed as far as the east is from the west. God totally erases your past sins. And when he looks at you, he forgets your sin. You are cleansed by the blood of Jesus when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. What are we celebrating in Christmas? God, Jesus came, the Christ died for you and me. Hmm. You need to realize that God's not mad at you either. I've said this before. And the reason why I say have said this before is because I have talked to so many people who have come to me and says, I know that God is trying to, to grab a hold of me and he's, he's mad at me and He's frustrated with me, and that's why I'm not receiving anything from God, and I'm not happy, and I don't like church, and I don't like my friends. I don't like anything. That's the reason is because you're believing a lie. God cut a covenant through Jesus Christ. He looks upon the blood of Jesus Christ. No matter how bad you've been, no matter what things you've done, God's forgiven that. But your job is is to live your life in faith in the blood of Jesus and go boldly before the throne of God when you're struggling in your life. Here's a third element, and it is a sign. 
There always is a sign in covenant. Remember the promise to Noah? The answer to the promise is the rainbow. I will never flood the earth again. God made many promises to Abraham. He would have many, remember the story, he'd have many descendants and, and uh, as the sands of the seashore. The main sign with Abraham was circumcision. It is a sign of the removal of sin, of the flesh. God made a covenant with Moses, and the sign with Moses was the Sabbath day. When the sign is established, it seals the deal, the covenant. In a marriage, you place a ring on a finger, and that's a sign of the covenant. You and I must understand and and think this way. God is very passionate about signs. Let me read you Hebrews 10. Again, I told you I was going to read a few more scriptures than normal. Let's read this, beginning with verse 15, Hebrews 10. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and into their minds. I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Wow. Oh, we, we enjoy the decorations of Christmas. I do. I enjoy all the, the things with my grandchildren and my, my kids and just Christmas and, and giving presents and and just enjoying that, but we always remember Jesus was born. He came to this earth. Why? To cut a covenant to relate with us, to bring this new covenant that would not just cover sin, but would remove it, and then the Holy Spirit would live in us. Christmas. There are three covenant signs in the new covenant And if you bear them, I'm using a biblical term, and if you bear them, you please God. In other words, if you look, you grab hold, you remember them, you carry them with you, you you live them out in your life. First of all, you must receive the promises. Second, you must believe in the blood of the covenant. And third, you must bear the signs of the covenant. And here are the signs. First sign is the Holy Spirit of the new covenant. When in the early church, the day of Pentecost was a sign, he entered into a new covenant with the church. Ephesians 1 verse 11 says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you became born again, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. He seals it with the Holy Spirit. We must relate to the Holy Spirit It pleases the Father. Church, family, many people.
people don't relate with the Holy Spirit, and that doesn't please God. Many people uh, kick out the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and tongues and all the different things that we believe that the Word of God teaches us about, and we walk in and we practice in our Christian walk. But I want to tell you, when we dispel the Holy Spirit, we are dispelling the covenant of God. It is a covenant. Respecting and inviting the Holy Spirit is a sign we are serious about God. Luke 12, 10. God is very passionate, as I said before. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. God is serious about these three signs. The second covenant sign is this, water baptism. Many people, when they think of water baptism, they think that that brings salvation. No, your, your salvation comes by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But let me explain to you in this sign, and as we live this out, what this does in this covenant. Mark 16, 16, Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Colossians 2, verse 9 through 12. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in working of God who raised him from the dead. Water baptism is the new covenant circumcision made by the hands of God, and it's done in your heart. When you go down in the water baptism, Jesus comes and takes away part of you that's unclean, so you have victory over sin. When you are water baptized, there, that is a part of, of many things that in this covenant promises that you have victory uh, with sin. That you now, things that maybe you came and you were born again, you're saying, why am I still doing all this stuff? Why am I still sinning? Why am I still living the same way? And I'm in the Word of God, and I'm praying, and I'm doing all this. I'll tell you what. Have you been water baptized? Or do you even understand that covenant? See, that's, that's the part that I'm trying to bring here in December regarding Christmas. Do you really know this covenant? Do you really know this relationship you have with God? Yes, you are saved by confessing Jesus as Lord. You have greater victory because you rise out of the water heart circumcised. When God looks down, he sees circumcised hearts. It's discreet, but it's personal to God because God has given these three signs. Hmm. The third sign of the covenant is the Lord's Supper or communion we usually use. And we just took that today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, again, here's more scripture. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. Speaking of relating with God, what is Christmas all about? Oh, a bunch of fun stuff. Wonderful food, all kinds of things. Being with family, family traveling across the country and even the world to see their loved ones. But it is about God who came and was born. And when he was born, he lived a sinless life. And then he was crucified, yet without sin. And he was that perfect sacrifice that produced this new covenant that today, no matter where you've been, what is happening, forgiveness is there. Sins are removed. And you can live because the Holy Spirit, God, lives in you. You can live the very purposes that God called you to live in. That's called thinking covenant. When things go awry, when things come that you don't understand, you think covenant. When you're attacked in your body, when you're attacked in your mind, when family is attacked, what do you think? Covenant thinking. You think the promises. Yeah, but he promised this and look what happened. See, God does not lie. And I've always said to myself, if there's anything awry in me, in my life, it's not God's fault because I know my covenant God. And if there needs to be any change, it needs a change in me. But because I understand the signs of covenant, I understand what covenant is, and who cut the covenant, God himself, then I can have great hope knowing that this Christmas season will be such a joy. No matter what is going around in this earth, God is absolutely a God that cannot lie. Trust in him. Enjoy Christmas. If you're kind of a bah humbug type of person, change that. Not because other people change and treat you better, but because you relate with God. Don't allow this whole month as we teach about covenant and we teach about the principles of what Christmas is really all about. Don't allow this just to 
just go into your mind and just let it fleet away. And in January, you make a New Year's resolution and nothing changes. See, I'm changed because I believe in him. And I will not tolerate anything other than that. Let your heart and mind always think covenant and relate often, especially in communion. Valley Community Church, your pastors love you. We desire that this month will be an amazing month. Keep going to the webpage and watching, watching what is going to be said, what's going to be announced, because some great things are coming up real soon. And we'll be letting you know about it. I miss you. I'm sad, but I'm joyous because I know you're serving God. I'm sad that I'm not able to be with you, fellowship with you, hug you, shake your hand, pray for you, physically pray for you. But know that I wish you this, this month of December a total revelation of the meaning of Christmas. If you're listening to me and you do not know Jesus Christ, the Bible says you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. God bless you. Walk in covenant thinking.